No, we're going to do that again. All right. Ready? You guys ready? This is this is my jam right here. This is where this is what I wish my theme theme song could be every week. But I need it crystal clear. I need it on the first beat. We're all here. I see you. going on happy saturday sunday 23rd of july 2022 this is what does it all mean podcast season five episode maybe two or three i don't even know anymore it's getting out of control but i see all you wonderful people here joining in hanging out with me on another beautiful saturday night It makes me so happy to know that you people are all around the globe in different places and different time zones, and we're just connecting through our phones. It's a special thing, man. It's a really special thing. And being being from the Generation X, me, and most of you, you know, we didn't have these these, uh, luxuries. We didn't get to hang out with the cyber world. We had to physically go to your house, and we had to hang out with you. We had to sit and listen to your parents yell at us. (laughs) We had to do all these things to connect. And now I just open up my phone. There you are, Julia. There you are, Wilson Fred, number three. There you are, Brian. I am so happy. I'm so happy that we're going to do this. And I'm off the Thai iced tea. I'm changing my diet. I'm changing things about me. So every day that we make it through another day, I'm excited to be alive. And I know that sounds crazy, but I think I've been in a strange place ever since my best friend died for the last year and a half. And I know I should stop talking about it, but it's hard. When a person, you know, is a piece of you goes away, at least in the material world, it's hard, you know, so, but I'm slowly getting over my, uh, my pain, so, what is going on, everybody, what is going on, I'm off the Thai tea, like I said, now I'm on raw kabucha, changing everything about my life again, you know, okay, there's this, uh, there's the co-host of, uh, Catfish, her name is Cammy, and, uh, Kemi Crawford, I believe, and she had this great post today about, I think her trainer said, you know, if there's something in your life that, that doesn't, you know, like help you succeed to be what you want to be, you got to kind of take it out. You know, like if it's not serving you the right way, whatever that may be, and and you feel that negative vibe about it, then you kind of got to let it go. And get to the things that will make you succeed, you know, because I think success is really, uh, no matter what your term of success is, I think that's what we all strive for. And, uh, when we have negative things that, that come into our lives that, you know, stay, they just drag us down and tired of being dragged down. I want to be like, a a school of, uh, a school of a million fish floating together with independent, free, peaceful thoughts. Anyways, what's going on? 
got the whole crew here. Got Kenobi memes, Canon, Antoinette, everybody, Shannon, what is going on? This is going to be the best show ever. And what, like a week ago or two weeks ago, I didn't think I'd ever do the show again. You know, I was getting over it. But uh, let me get into what happened today. So this is life. This is life in the uh, day of just a mortal human. All week, my stomach's been hurting. I've been feeling horrible. Something's wrong. You know, something happened with even my belly button. I didn't know it was going like, like every, like things, my body was telling me something's wrong. And I, I had to listen because if I didn't, I'd probably be in the hospital. So in saying that, I, I have a, a, not a grandfather, but a great grandfather that had his gallbladder removed. Okay. And knowing that that's family medical history. And, uh, about a year ago I had heat stroke, that heat stroke turned into me finding out that I had some kind of like gall problems and uh, I'm pretty fit. I'm pretty healthy. I, I like to, you know, I work at a place that requires me to run 18,000 steps a day. So like, I feel okay. But in saying that, I also feel invincible. Uh, I would eat anything. I would just graze. Like I thought I was some kind of horse. Like that's a real thing. I would graze food. And since I live in America, I know people are from Berlin and in London. Our diet is truly horrible in America. And I think Morrissey even talks about it in one of his songs, you know, uh, Americans and their hamburgers. It's really true. We, we have a horrible diet and, uh, it's high fat. Everything's fried. It's, it's so far removed from, you know, the vegetation that grows naturally that it blinds me, even me up until this age of right now to where I have issues with my, my health, you know? So I had to take a big look today and be like, what, what can I change so I can live another day? And, uh, I, I, I started Googling things, you know, what was the cause of, of these problems? Uh, what, what, what causes gallbladder issues? And, and when I got to it, the bottom line was, uh, shitty diet, you know, fried foods. Like I said before, all of these things, uh, I do because I feel that I work out all the time so I can, I can just eat hamburgers. I can eat sweets. I can eat anything I want because I work out. That's not true. So, you know, today I had to switch it all up and, and now, uh, I'm doing this whole thing, which I never thought I'd do in, in a million years, but, but thinking about some of these things made it relevant, you know, inter what is it? Inter something fasting. Like uh, I'm I'm fasting. So I eat from a small window from like maybe 12 o'clock till about four or six. Okay. And then I don't eat for 18 hours straight. And, uh, it's weird because when I work during the week, I, I seriously feel like I could eat one meal. Like I go to lunch I, I eat my roast beef sandwich, which is just a horrible thing. And then I know when I go home, I don't need any more food, but I'm just in the rhythm of having breakfast, lunch, you know, midnight, mid snack, dinner, you know, and then doing all these things. Intervental, interval fasting. Thank you very much. Thank you. So I'm just learning about this. So, uh, you know, it, when I would go to work and I would eat that sandwich, I I would go home and I'd still eat because I thought that that's what I was supposed to do. You know, I thought like, like, well, it's dinner time. I'm just naturally supposed to eat. I'm not even hungry, but I should just eat because if I do, then I'll have energy for the morning. And then I come to find out this is all wrong. And when you don't give your body time to rest, you know, you don't let your body take a break from digestion, it starts working in overtime, 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 overtime. And then the gallbladder is the thing that produces bile. 
and if it's jammed up or not able to produce bile, then you can't break down your food. And if you can't break down your food, you can't get the nutritional value from it. And like, I've been getting all these crazy, like weird things on my head where they're like, uh, uh, these splotches. Uh, I don't know what these splotches were from. Like I said, I had, my belly button was crazy. I had a, like a, a divot into my cap that was so crazy that like I had to take a picture and show it to my supervisor because it was just like, like my whole calf was in two. And this is because of lack of potassium, which comes from not getting the nutritional value of the food that I eat or the vitamins that I'm taking. I take tons of vitamins. I'm not joking. Like I vitamin it up, right? Because I'm trying to get healthy. Uh, come to find out that if I was just eating better and uh, that fasting, that... Uh, Intermittent, yeah, intermittent fasting, that's it. Uh, then my body has time to repair itself and my gallbladder will be able to take a break. And for the last 45 years, my, my gallbladder has just been cramped up. So it's all just done. It's like, bro, you gotta stop this. So I really listen to my body. Uh, even the doctors tell me that when I go in, they're like, man, you know your body so well. Yes, it's your shrine, it's your temple. I know it's a temporary vehicle, but uh, you know, I wanna take care of it as best as I could. I, that's why I don't drink, I don't smoke, I don't, I don't do anything to really harm my body. But then to come to find out that all of these foods that I've been eating, you know, like after, after I eat dinner, you know, what do I do? Then I, I, need, a, I need some cake. After the cake, I need, you know, I just keep snacking. And, uh, oh, uh, M. Mason says, eat a banana, dude. Here we go. So this is how, how crazy my life truly is and how hard it is to stay alive. I'm allergic to bananas. I'm allergic to avocados. Uh, I most likely have Crohn's and undi undiagnosed Crohn's or IBS. Uh, I, I, it's very fucking hard for me to stay alive like more probably the most but but then again i'm i'm putting myself uh trying that, that's an ego thing i guarantee everyone's individual journey is hard in itself but my journey of really trying to stay alive is always been a pain in the ass and i think this is like um like the higher power telling me I got to work, you know, and I know it sounds strange, but it's like these other forces that if my body is not in complete alignment of, uh, God of like whatever, then like if my, if my chakras aren't aligned, if everything's not in the right place, if I'm working overtime, I'm truly not being respectful to my own self, which, you know, I, I kind of knew it too. When you start eating those things, you start just pigging out. I'm like, I know this is wrong. We know what we're doing is wrong instinctively, but we don't have the information, you know, it, it, it's a trip. So, you know, uh, I think thought about this too. Like the, the people that, that have the Ramadan or the, the fasting because of religious things that, that goes back probably thousands of years that these, you know, the Muslims fast for X amount of days I live with a um, guy from Jordan, you know, and he uh, he would fast. And I was like, why do you fast? And he's just like, it's part of my religion, but it also detoxifies me for like the rest of the year. So, uh, yeah, yeah, I got into it. I'm, I'm into this whole fasting. And here's another thing. Since it's been hard for me to stay alive, I can take pain. I can take uh, things that are like really hard, you know. So to think like not eating for... 16 hours is hard. Like I was watching this instructional video, this guy's like, it's gonna be really hard, really hard, really hard. That, that to me is not hard. Like pain in the stomach, I'm so used to, like it's an everyday thing to me that I have taken pain to a different place in my head, you know? And uh, it's a scary feeling though when your body's not working correctly, you know, it truly is. So, yeah, Mason says, oh, fuck. Yeah, you see, all of these things are, are make it tough for me to stay alive. But, you know, it also makes it so great once I start to figure these things out, you know. So, yeah. 
it should be interesting to see it's not a short-term thing it's obviously a lifestyle thing and i used to hear people talk about this crap like i don't know years ago and i would be like this is all bs this is all like total total crap and so now you know my my gallbladder hurts so bad today that i thought you know i gotta get up i gotta do something because what if this is my last day so i got up i started you know first of all i had to take my my cute little kitty to the vet so you know when you have cats and responsibility you you once again push that shit out of your head you know and uh and you, you make time for those kids or your cats or whatever, and you push your health second. At least I do, and it sucks. But took the cat to the bed. Then I, as soon as she she was good, came back, and I'm like, oh, now I gotta take care of me, you know. And uh, I I went and got all these healthy foods, like all this, you know, things that I can't eat: greens, salads, grilled chicken, all the all the stuff, you know. I, I was a vegan for 25 years. I don't ever want to go back to being a vegan. That was hardcore. So I would like to just change things. So I I juiced, I ate, I did all these things, and I, and I started to get this anxiety because I still still felt this pain in my in my side. Like, man, I might have to go to the fucking hospital right now. This is bad. What do I do? And then I was just like, screw it. I'm gonna go. I got up. I just started walking. Okay, put on my headphones, started listening to the new Jack White album. And, uh, and this is when I knew I, uh, something was wrong. This morning, Jack White went live on Instagram and I caught like the first two minutes and I just, I, my heart, my focus, I couldn't like even get into it. And for me, that's crazy because obviously he's one of my favorites. I've seen him probably eight times, seven times. And uh, I couldn't focus. So I knew something was wrong. So as I take my walk, I think I'm just gonna go ahead you know, I'm going to head to the store and maybe, I don't know, get some batteries for my keyboard. And then I, I'm listening to this Jack White album and it's so fucking good that I'm like, I need to own this on vinyl. And Target is the only place that we can get, you know, vinyl, at least in the city that I'm at. So I'm like, man, there's a Target here. It's probably five miles away, but... I'm gonna go. And Julia says, can I ask to suddenly go to fasting is wise. Okay, everyone's everyone's individually different. So um, I'll get I'll get to that in one second. So as I'm walking, like I said, I'm I'm cruising as fast as I can, and I'm I'm just trying not to think of the pain that's that's going into my body. I'm trying to push it away, push it away, push it away. Music, cars all these things that are they're passing me by this this hawk that was eating a lizard all this shit that's going by it's it's making me forget about my pain and uh i get to target which is like like six miles or probably five miles which i had no intention of doing i get there i'm just sweating like fucking crazy i walk in people are looking at me and i still got my my shit on i don't care fucking go in there grab the record I grab the record and I'm so pumped on the record that I take off, you know, I take off, I, I walk another five miles back to my house and in this time, it, it gave me a little bit of time to relax and to, um, you know, not be as stressed because even the stress can cause problems with our lives. So... In saying that, I haven't I haven't walked to get an album since I was 15 years old, and I talked about this on the other uh, on the Hurt and the Heartbeat feed. Uh, I, the last time I ever walked to buy an album, I was 15, and I went to Pure Records, which is like the same. It was like five miles. I had to go five miles to go buy this, the Nirvana's Nevermind because I already had the first album and I loved it so much. And, and I heard that they were this new album was coming, so I ditched school, ran to get Nevermind. Me and Justin Diamond back to the house, listened to it, started dancing in the room like moshing. Parents looked at us like they didn't understand, but. You know, I did, and uh, and I think that actually the moshing was with Mike, Mike Long. That's a whole different story. My best friend that doesn't talk to me anymore. But um, so yeah, 
It was it was like I, almost like a moment of rebirth because when I did get that Nirvana album when I was 15, I had the sense of independence again. I had the sense of like, oh man, like I did all this shit on my own. I went and got this record and nobody helped me and and now I'm listening to this music that you know I picked for myself, you know. And it was the same thing today. Like as I was walking, I'm like, I, I just feel like this path of like life and death. And I felt like this independence, like like you know, what? I even thought this at one point. I swear, I was like, you know what? If I died today. Because I saw this, this this tree that was just dead, and then these other live trees. I, I thought to myself, well, man, like, I've lived these 45 years, and they've been so fucking great, even though it's been so hard to be alive, that, like, it's just going to make me try to strive even more, put my roots down even more, try to connect with the mycelium network through the ground, to the mushrooms, through the people, through everything, back to the multiverse to be one with myself so okay can I ask uh, once again can I ask uh, to suddenly go to fasting is wise so you know everyone's different like I said personally I'm hardcore I'm so extreme in everything I do like I said I just I did a 10 mile walk too so so I'm sure easing into things would be better you know easing into it like there it's not you don't have to just wait 16 hours to eat and then a there's 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 shorter you know you can you can do up the, the time span and then you know what what do the doctors say you said something like you know first you start out eating three meals over a certain amount of time and then you drop it down to two you know you never drop it down to one like like only crazy people like me drop it down to one so that that's i'm intense i i, I take things way over the limit every time that's just me so, but even today, you know, I had to, uh, I had to do the two meal thing cause I'm just starting today. So yeah, it's all about health and staying alive. And you know, my dad, it's his birthday. If he ever listens to the show, happy birthday, dad. Uh, but he's old, he's old, he's made it and I want to make it too. So it's crazy that I've come to the point in my life where I've got to worry about the health and, you know, what does it all mean? It means I want to stay alive. It means I want to hang out with you guys on Saturday nights and dance with my ET doll. You know, it means I want to see you guys come to your countries, hang out with you, see more dead trees with living trees on different continents before it's all too much. Another thing that that uh, that this gallbladder thing said was that since you don't get the nutrition uh, nu- nutrients to you know feed your body, even your brain starts to um, play tricks on you, you know, and uh, you'll get suicidal thoughts, and you know those pop into my head like crazy. They really do. Like I the last month or so I've been getting these suicidal thoughts and I really haven't had those since I was 15 either which is totally interesting you know because I've talked about this before you know when I was 15 yes I had some major shit go down I tried to commit suicide the universe wouldn't let me my mom wouldn't let me she caught me doing all this and saved my life and in saying that you know I woke up Christmas morning to a new life you know, and uh, every day we wake up, it feels like it's a new life. So, okay, Shannon says, the go big or go home way of living. Yeah, yeah, exactly. That, that, that's me. It's, it's always me, you know. I, I'm never going to, you know, I don't know what pussyfoot really means, but I'm never going to cat foot into things. Oh, I get it. But, yeah, no, I go all the way. And so, yeah. It's all about trying to stay alive, I think. And, and that's the thing. When I was having these bouts of suicide in the last couple, like, weeks, I was like, what the fuck? Like, I'm never going to kill myself. So so what? Why are these thoughts here? Why do they keep coming in and not? Like, as soon as I get super stressed, like, things I can't handle, even the stupidest shit, like my cat being sick, I'm like, I can't take it. I want to fucking die. Like, for real. And me, normally, when I don't have the these health issues like this gallbladder bullshit i don't have those thoughts at all i'm usually way mellow nothing bothers me i'm solid as a fucking rock but in going through these 
health issues, it affects everything. And then it makes me think of like Robin Williams. You know, who knows what the fuck happened with Robin Williams? You know, he, he killed himself. And to me, that's all the mental state. One day you're happy and the next day you're sad. And, and if you're not eating the right things, if you're not getting sleep, if you're not getting these things, you can die. You can take your life. And I feel once you do that, it's, uh, I don't know. I feel like it's the ultimate. It's like you fucked yourself in a bad way, you know? And not only did you fuck yourself, you fucked the creator of whoever created this because I know it's painful, but like when you wake up in the morning and you do get to walk down the block and, and walk to get your record or to go take your pictures or to create Legos, to, to watch Kenobi, whatever your fucking thing is in life, you know, it's like a magical canvas every day. And one day that's going to run out and we're going to end up somewhere else. And hopefully on the other side of things where David Bowie is. Julia says, you are the best ever. Vice versa. We need you in our lives. I need you guys in my lives, obviously. You know, those three little, three little viewers that are watching. I'm telling you, need you guys. I think we need each other. It's community, you know. Uh, Pete Holmes said it. I was watching Pete Holmes. He's a really great comedian. You know, he's like, when we um, when we say hi to each other in public, you know, like when we walk by somebody and you see them and you, you say hi, you know, and that, and the other person says hi, that's like our society norms. Like these are the things that we've agreed on that like makes society good. So, you know, when you're walking by someone and you say hi and they look at you like, no, like go fuck yourself. It, it's almost like they're taking a dig in our society they're taking a, a dig in all the things that we work for to, to get this far so it, it you know but then again you know it could just be their insecurities you know and uh i i used to say hi to people and if they didn't say hi like behind their back i'd flip them off you know i'd flip them off like i, I wanted to feel better about myself but no it's just as the more times that happens i just realized those people are either just having a bad day or scared or just insecure or just don't fucking like me and they don't have to say hi you know but once again you're kind of you know if everybody didn't say hi we wouldn't have any kids so next time somebody says hi to you it might be your husband or your wife be a man be a man Boston be a man Go big or go home. Be a man. So what's going on in the world? It's getting hotter. It's getting hotter. There's this episode of The Twilight Zone where... And it always makes me think like this could happen. Where these two people it's like a um i think it's a neighbor and these two neighbors are in this apartment together and like one lady's like like oh janice it is it's getting so very hot in here oh janice it's it's i can't take it janice and then janice looks at her and says you know like like maxine it's it's okay we're, we're gonna make it we're gonna make it and, and, and she's like, but it feels like the sun's getting closer. And that was like exactly what was happening. Like the sun was, was, was getting closer to the earth to the point where it was unbearable and there was no way to fight it. And it's starting to feel like that now, you know, the, the older I get, it seems like it's just getting hotter. You know, didn't we have record, record highs in, in, in London, record highs in, in, uh, in Europe this week and world is fucking changing. Yeah, Julia said we had 40, 
one OC here or temperature here. It's crazy. Yeah, exactly. And what's weird is over here in Southern California on the opposite side, it's, it's normal, like totally normal and totally chill. And, uh, it's, it's weird how that fluctuates. Cause last year the shit was on fire and literally on fire. And, uh, now it is over there. So everyone's saying that there's no climate change. It's, it's like, there's, you know, there's a lot of fucking people on the planet and we use it up like crazy. You know, we really do. No, I don't want to listen to that song. How can we sleep when our beds are... Dude, beds are burning. Let me see if I can find it. Let me see if I can find it. Yep, that guy's a genius, you know? All I had to put... All I had to type is beds. <laughs> and it showed up. It's really true. And what's... what You know, what... What year is this from? Like fucking 1988 or something like I remember it being around from 19 like a long time ago and and this guy is so awesome I don't really know like I I just know he was a political figure at one point or tried to go into politics and just a badass total badass the person that got uh, got me into playing drums he just loved Midnight Oil just loved him but it's true. It, 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 how can we sleep while the beds are burning? It, it's that is it. That that would have been. This would have been the perfect song for that Twilight Zone episode because it was so real, you know. And everyone like we have these Elon Musk looking for ways out, like going to Mars and doing all this shit, dude. All that money that we're spending on Mars, like believe me, Mars is awesome. Okay, it's cool. It's great. But I don't see shit there. And uh, I see little doors. And, and maybe, like, to me, what Mars is right now is what uh, ancient Egypt is. You know? Like, it's just, there's a lot of cool things there. But there's nobody fucking there. There's nothing that, like, we, like, to terraform that planet, 300 years. Okay? I want to live today, not in 300 years. And, you, you know, I want the kids... Of, of the next generation to fucking live. And uh, it, it's crazy. I, I watched a, a documentary on just Exxon Mobil and how they lied to the public, lied to the public for years. They had these scientists in the 70s where they, they, they did these tests to see what was happening with the carbon footprint of the world. And as soon as they got the news back, they fired those scientists and they silenced everything for like 40 years, 40 years. They let this shit keep going because they just wanted to fatten their fucking, their, you know, their pockets. And now these people are all old and shit and they don't care because they're all fucking rich, but we're not. And we're stuck with what they've done. And, and it's not a fucking joke. It's like me ignoring my goddamn gallbladder, right? I can ignore it all I want, but sooner or later, it's going to fucking kill me. And it's the same thing here. The more Elon Musk, the more Amazon, all these fucking people just help destroy our planet and race to another one. Do you think I'm going to fucking Mars? I ain't going to Mars. I ain't got billions to go to fucking Mars and to do what? So, you know... I'm starting to see the, the the decline of Elon Musk. Like I think he had his just like the the stock, like the inflation and the housing market. Fucking Elon Musk went up, and now his his value is now dropping. You know, it just takes time, and uh, the, the the tech companies are are now firing a shit ton of people because they realize, you know, things are changing. And uh, hopefully that'll wake them up to start paying attention to the home planet more than than other places like Mars. And my theory, or down the rabbit hole that uh, that I can go, 
is that with the Mars theory, and I've talked about it before on the show, is that uh, we, us, we started there, okay? It, it's not a fucking, it's, it's not really a secret, you know? And this, this is a hypothesis, but I guarantee there's some CIA documents, some government documents somewhere that talk about this that they don't want us to see. There was, you know, we started on Mars. That, that was our home planet. And then, you know, after years and years of, of civilizations, eventually we uh, killed ourselves. And, uh, oh, that was a horrible cover. And we ended up blowing that place up. And uh, there's a huge gash across Mars, a huge gash, like something exploded there, and it has nuclear uh, fallout from that, like Chernobyl, okay, we're nuclear, that's what we do, you know, nature is not causing shit like that, and it could, it could, but the hypothesis is something nuclear blew up on Mars, hence dissolving the whole uh, astral field or the protective barrier, the gra- gravitational barrier that holds Mars in. And then at that point, it probably took, could have taken a couple hundred years or maybe even a thousand years, who knows? But eventually, the people on Mars needed to get the fuck out. And they were like, there was a dickhead like Elon over there, you know, or just a great scientist that was like, dude, we got to get the fuck off this planet. But it was the reverse, you know, living planet. Or, hey, maybe I'm stumbling onto something that I've never hypothesized. Maybe Earth is dying and they don't want us to fucking know, you know? And that's why these people are so rushed to get the fuck out of here. But, anyways, like I was saying, started on Mars, had to get out, came here. Now we're fucking it up even more, and now we gotta get out of here. But, you know, in a way, it's kind of like we're hermit crabs, you know? Like... I always love hermit crabs, you know, because they're just going to one shell to the next, to the next, to the next. And I think that's a, what's the word, like parallels to our human lives. We're like fucking hermit crabs. We're like hermit crabs in a sea of love and tranquility. So one of the, I think it was the first show or the second show I had of this, I asked somebody, what does it all mean? What does it all mean? And I I think it was Golden Plates or whoever it was, they just said, love. It means love. And I was like, fuck. Like I was trying to come at it with this scientific point of view and all these, these, you know, these really you know, deep 12 dimensional way of thinking with string theory and my consciousness created the string theory that made me a part of the multiverse and, and that multiverse we're all connected to. And at any given moment, we can access information and people that we love and we can all be together no matter if you're alive or if you're dead. You know, I, I sometimes felt that way, but then in other ways, I feel that it's not that at all. You know, so sometimes I feel like my gallbladder is going to kill me. <laughs> That's another thing. Fear, fear, fear is the one thing that, uh, you know, is the opposite of love, you know? And, and so I think my point is, you know, all those things that I just said, those things that I held deep to the core of my being somebody threw in the word love and it just fucking shattered all that and I thought yeah like what what does like what love is a real thing but like you can't scientifically you know have it you you, or, or prove it but it's there and I think that that transcends through everything you know because I know when you have love in you like my grandmother she loved me so much that she was dying of cancer and she waited 
till I came and fucking said goodbye. And I wouldn't come because I didn't want her to die. So I waited a month, maybe two, and everyone's like, you gotta see her. No, I don't want to see her because as soon as I do, she's gonna die. I went to see her, three days later, she died. And the, the reason that that happened was because of love. Love kept us, kept her here. And I think love keeps us here more than any other power, than gravity, than, than black holes, or anything else. So, love can be selfish, but love can be great. Well, what do y'all think? Be kind, Julia says. Definitely. I completely agree. Uh, when I was on my walk, uh, you see the most interesting people. You really do. I saw this guy that was walking, and then he was shuffling his feet, and then walking again, and shuffling his feet. He was, he was such an interesting guy to, to watch. I was tailing him for a while. And there was this other lady, you know, that... that she looked scared at first because uh, it was getting late and I had my sunglasses on because I can't see because I'm blind and I didn't have my normal glasses and uh, she just sees this long haired Jesus freak walking down the street towards her and she's kind of timid and as soon as I said hi she looked right at me and said hi back and she was following those social graces that I was talking about before of uh, you know of life so the more that we are kind the more that we do follow the the you know social graces of things and you know help one another instead of trying to be rich trying to be the richest person in the world I'm gonna tell you I'm not trying to be rich I mean don't get me wrong money won't hurt you know but it's not my high, you know, the only thing that money would do, if I had, if I had a million dollars in the bank, the only thing that would do for me would make me be able to do the things that I love more, and, uh, it wouldn't be going to fucking Mars, you know, like, people like Prince, give you a, a, a prime example, people like Prince, Prince played 21 shows in Los Angeles around Inglewood. Uh, I went to three of those shows. Uh, I think that was 2010. And uh, when he did that, I was like, why did he play 21 shows? What's 21 shows about? And uh, 21 shows is about bringing in 21 sold-out shows of Prince, like Coliseum size. That generates millions upon millions upon millions upon millions of dollars. And in saying that, Prince took all that money that he had earned and he put it back into the city of Inglewood because he felt that the community needed that money. And he didn't tell anybody. That was all undercover. All these things come out after these people die. Elvis, same thing with Elvis. Elvis used to give every year so much money to charity that people are like, yo, Elvis, stop. But he didn't because he didn't care because giving is more than fucking hoarding. Elon Musk needs to take a fucking note from Elvis Presley, right? Fuck, it's crazy. But that's it. You know, I think that's why we like these people like Elvis Presley and Prince. You know, we see that they have our genuine, you know, back. Unlike Elon Musk, Jeff Bezos, these super yacht fucking crypto freaks that are trying to turn this world into a bullshit technical just apocalypse that's not going to be. You know, yes, the technology that we have connects us together and I love that. But it's never going to be the love. It'll never replace the love that we all need. So. <laughs> so. So. So today. Uh, sorry. So all week at my work. I, I work at UPS. And there's these different like peninsulas. Which means it's like 
a, a long like island thing. Trucks are parked on this side. Trucks are parked on like opposite of sides. People are loading. And, and all of a sudden I heard like red man just blaring from the opposite side of the truck. And I'm all, why is red man calling me? What does it all mean? What does it all mean? And I, I looked at the dude outside of my truck. Are you, are you listening to red man? He's like, no, nah, not me. And then boom, then it went into, uh, then it went into like, uh, ODB and all these different things. And so, you know, just like that Nirvana album. I had to go and find out. I had to take that walk. I had to go and figure out who's playing some of my favorite, you know, music of all time. And uh, I go, I take a walk around the peninsula. I come up, there's this guy and he's just kind of like chilling. And I'm like, hey man, is this your radio? And he looked at me like, like, yeah, why? Like, do you want me to turn it down? I'm all, red man. <laughs> and as soon as I said that, we just became friends. Like, honestly, we became friends. And then I said, uh, I'm like, to me, you know, Redman's the greatest of all time. And he's like, me too. What's your name? He's like, I'm Andrew. I'm James. Boom. That was the social cues that we needed to, it was music, you know, the social grace or social understanding of what our society was, was Redman. And, uh, what what music can really do as well you know it brings us together and that's why i always have annoying music in the background as i play these shows and i know it probably sucks for you guys but um i i i can't you know and it also gets my mind growing if i just sat here like in silence i'd have nothing to say but i don't Julia says music is power, definitely. And so is love. You know, love, music, connection, saying hi, not being an asshole to your neighbor, you know. And here's another thing. I've talked about my neighbor down below before and uh, I, on this show. And uh, and I, I said how they've gotten loud. They'll get super loud and it, it bugs me. So I'll play my podcast and, and I'll broadcast this loud late at night because I just don't care. Well, th th this week, it's been a hard week. Like I said, my stomach hasn't been feeling well. I, I, I get in my bed and I crash out at like 740 because I'm just, I don't feel well. I'm sleeping. I'm, I'm, I'm going to die. And uh, God forbid, I'm not going to die. Words have power. I'm going to live forever. But these are the fears that were in my head. Okay, I, I don't feel these anymore. I, I you know, so the, there comes a knocking on my door, and I'm like, "What the fuck is going on?" So I I go and I'm like, I'm hardly awake, but I, I see it's my downstairs neighbor, and I'm like, "Oh no, maybe there's an emergency. Maybe needs help." Social graces, opening up doors, making sure things are cool. He's standing there with this just like plate of food. It's like this barbecue food. Oh my god, it was this like bacon wrapped asparagus with like oh it was so bomb and he was like man it's like I just want to tell you that you know that I know that I smoke a lot of cigars and I I play music loud all through the night I play my tv and I just want to say I'm sorry and here's this food and I'm like dude that never bothered me you know it didn't bother me at all but the fact that he came and, and gave me that just made me like he could throw a fucking he could throw a fucking party at 3 a.m. and I wouldn't care just because of that connection you know so there's love in that as well and thank you Julia for seeing I say love your music as well I see it thank you we're working hard we're working hard we were supposed to um, we were supposed to do some recording today but the drummer that I play with he's he had his mom's got COVID he had to cancel so we're we're delayed for another month but hopefully we'll get some music out pretty soon I should be releasing uh that track this week if I can get it done today or tomorrow so anyways what does it all mean peace love togetherness hanging out on a fucking Saturday night, looking at our stupid phones, wishing we could really be close. This is as close as we can get right now. 
I wish I could be in there with all of you. Like, for real. Like I said, this is cool, but imagine this all at just a coffee shop. Because this is, this is the real thing. There was this girl at a coffee shop, and she said, Dude, you fucking talk too much. Well, of course, I'm hopped up on fucking coffee. I got, you know, and I want people to interact. And, and I think if we were all at a coffee shop right now, having this conversation, I wouldn't have to talk as much. You know? So... Uh oh, here comes, here comes. Bojangles, this is the one that I took. Another wonderful Saturday. Let's look at this kitty. Oh shit, I'm so sorry. <laughs> that was horrible. And then not only that, when he sleeps, he's always got these big cats watching. Or big, big, big mice watching him. Watching him. All right, everybody. This won't make sense on the audio version of all this, but who cares? It's not always important to make sense. Just have fun and be nice to each other. Spread love. Stay alive. Watch your gallbladder. Take long walks. Buy records. Watch people perform on Instagram. <laughs> All right, guys. It was awesome. We got to switch. Till next time. Till next time. Stay alive. Stay alive. Stay alive. Look, Julia. What's up there? <laughs> Heck yes. All right, guys. 